You're listening to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast, serving the latest news in sci-fi multimedia. And now, your hosts, Scott, Miles, and M. Your table is ready. Live long and prosper. This is the captain. We have a little problem with our entry sequence, so we may experience some slight turbulence and then explode. I got a bad feeling about this. Walter, put the cow away, would you? What is this place? It's a freak show. Well, welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner podcast. This is Sci-Fi Diner Conversations. And I appreciate you joining us tonight. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Herzog. And good evening. I'm Miles McLaughlin. Hi, I'm MCRO Garcia. And we're here tonight to talk about listener feedback. But I'm going to be honest, we've taken kind of a break throughout December and our shows have been taking a break. So we don't have a lot of feedback. So this is going to be more just conversations that we're having about what's going on. And so a little bit more of an informal show, not so news-centered as the main show that you'll be hearing next week. Um, but we're just going to chat about what's going on in our sci-fi worlds and some of the perspectives that we are that we have on what's going on in science fiction. Period. So, sound good, guys? Sounds awesome. awesome. Okay, you got it, dude. <laughs> you got it, dude. All right. Well, so let's talk. Uh, what is going on in uh, what's going on in our science fiction universe? What have we been watching? Um, what are we uh, t- like in the off season here? What are we? tuning into what are we doing with it that involves science fiction uh, miles why don't we start with you i'm getting caught up on some of the movies i didn't get a chance to see this summer i uh, rented uh the new spider-man spider-man 2 i thought that was pretty good um with um where uh, uh, jimmy lee fox played the the bad guy and um also uh, watched uh, the, the uh, dawn of the planet of the apes um I thought that was pretty good, also. Yeah. What? Do you, so you liked it? I liked it. I, I think it was a little slow going, but I I was interested in the whole the the, the ape society. Is that the one with William Macy in it? No. no who's, William H Macy. Yes. No. He he wasn't he wasn't in the he wasn't in this Planet one. of the Apes. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. All right. I'm trying to think who the leader of the uh, human resistance was. Um, oh, the, the, the um, he's the guy I'm trying to picture, and I'm. I always kidding. forget his name. He played Commissioner Gordon in the the. Um, oh. Oh yes, ba- oh, Batman I love movies. Him too. Oh, I should know it. But they, 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 I felt like they wasted him in that. To be honest with you, he was didn't have much mm. spring t- much screen time, and um, his character just seemed kind of uh, empty. Em- yeah, yeah just, empty they, just, like I said, the best. He just he seemed kind of just wasted in that movie, but. I'm, uh, you know, I, it, it, I watched this movie flying home from Ireland, and I got about a halfway, three fourths of the way through it, and I said, I just don't care, mm-hmm. and I, I felt bad. Like I really, I did like the first Planet of the Apes movie, um, and we aren't talking about the one with Marky Mark in it. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm talking about, um, I'm talking, <laughs> I'm talking, <laughs> I'm talking about the the one that you know that came out with James Franco in it. It just, it just, um, this movie just didn't capture me. I just, it just didn't do much for me. Em, did you watch this movie? I did. Funny enough, um, I was, ca- I've been catching up on the exact two movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that one, I was whelmed. I wasn't <laughs> overwhelmed. I wasn't underwhelmed. It was all right. I'm glad I only paid three bucks to see it. 
<laughs> yeah, you know, what? I, I'm glad I waited to uh, rent it from Netflix uh, before I, um, you know. So worth seeing once, but just not paying twelve bucks to see it. Yeah, def, yeah. def, Our... yeah, yeah. Um, I'm waiting for some Star Trek books to come out, but I did read the last one I read was uh, Star Trek uh, Department of Temporal Investigations: The Collectors by uh, Christopher Bennett. So uh, that that was um, more of a novella than a novel, but um, so that, that's what I've been doing in my reading. Um, in the th- movie theaters, my wife and I saw The Hobbit, and we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. But I got to see some good trailers there. They, they showed um, they showed the Star Wars trailer there. They showed uh, the Jupiter Ascending trailer, and they also showed the new uh, Jurassic uh, World trailer. Oh yeah, I'm kind of so, looking forward to that one. So, um, so yeah, we we saw that. Uh, I watched almost all of the first um, Twelve Monkeys uh, uh, show on the Sci Fi Channel. I was gonna try to hold off because I thought I had too much TV, but I, I it had time travel in it, and I just figured there's, there's nothing else new going on right now. So I, I, I watched it on, on demand, and uh, uh, I liked what I saw so far. Oh, very good. Mm-hmm. Very good. Um, how about in your world? What's going on in your sci-fi world? So I'm still trying to get through book three. It's <laughs> wonderful, and I'm doing the audio book, which makes it a little easier. Um, but, God, it's 47 hours long. Um <laughs> And then I've got a couple chapters left of Ender's Game to finish up. Um, my ten, my at the time nine-year-old nephew had read it, and we were talking about it over the summer. And so I've been I've been reading it really carefully, and I'm impressed that a nine-year-old read it. But it's it's a delicious story. Um, I'm just getting ready for my nerd cruise, uh, the Jonathan Colton cruise crazy. Uh, I leave in a week and a half. I leave a week from Friday to go and hang out with my nerds. And a whole bunch of really fun people, and um, see Will Wheaton. Um, and then, uh, like Miles, I watched Spidey too. It was good. I was whelmed, a li- almost over. It was. I liked it. I would watch it again. Um, I was not prepared for the ending, which made me sad. But they did a good job. And then Planet of the Apes. Um, I watched Snowpiercer, which is kind of this. I, I hate the word dystopic because. It's just bizarre. It's kind of, I like to call it a it's nouveau topic because after the world's gone, you have to start anew. Um, this really strange story about how the rest of humanity is existing on a train because there's a huge uh, epic winter going on and the only way to survive is to keep this train moving. And it, it, there's more to the story, but and I don't want to tell it. You, it's on. Netflix and you should go watch it. Oh, okay. And on my flight to Los Angeles, I got to watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Woo-hoo. The Michael Bay edition. And Let what me did tell you think? Nobody needs to watch that. <laughs> I oh. fell asleep during bits and pieces of it and the little kid who was sitting next to me every once in a while would get really excited and, and I would wake up and I'd, oh, yeah, I'm following along. Just bad story, bad animation, bad, 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 bad. Um, and I tried to catch up with Gotham, but I'm still like, still, I, I, I'm trying to embrace it and I'm having a hard time. Hmm. Uh, What's going on in your sci-fi world? Mine, I'm still slogging my way through the Wheel of Time series. It is absolutely, I say slogging, it's, it's 14 books long and they're each about five, <laughs> they're each about five, 600 pages long and I'm in book 12 and I care about the characters enough to continue reading and I actually... So Robert Jordan passed on after book 11. 
and he had the outline basically done and he, he knew he was dying so he recorded tons of notes for it before he died and then his widow contacted this guy and one of the things I'm pre it's, it's, so it was supposed to be one book and when they wrote it out and it ended up being material for about three books each about 600 pages long so like if he would have if they would have published it as one book it had been like I don't know a thousand plus pages so they split it into three books and this guy's writing style he writes close enough that you really don't okay I don't maybe the purists will know it but I don't really notice a huge difference except that it's not quite as ponderous as Robert Jordan was which I like so he's a little bit more succinct and stuff moves a little bit quicker um, cause Robert Jordan, it was, I mean, he's like George R. R. Martin. He would just take, he would take like pages to describe the dress in some girl <laughs> and okay, maybe that's important, but after, I don't know the 10th time of doing that in a book, you're like, okay, let's move the story along. Um, this story moves and like, like, and one, one of the ways I know it moves is like, I, I'll be on, I'll be like going on my runs and like, so I'm, I'll run for like 40 minutes. And typically, if I were listening to a, the novel as Robert Jordan would write it, I get through like one section in a chapter. Here, I might get through two or three sections in a chapter, just because they're quicker. They're, they're more succinctly written. So anyways, I'm enjoying the Wheel of Time series. I am looking forward to finishing it and moving into something else, but that's where I'm at right now. I forgot to say, uh, did, did either of you see Ascension on the Sci-Fi Channel? I did not. Ascension. That was one with sex in it. I did yes. not. I, I watched it. It was interesting, but this, it was it was a three-part series, and I I believe they're going to see if that could possibly springboard into a TV series, the way they left things open. But um, I like the premise, um, the idea of this. They, they built this giant generation spaceship in the 1960s, and it's heading to Alpha Centauri. Um, but then what, what happened in the middle, uh, I didn't care for as much. Um, mm. They changed the premise on it. I'll just... Uh, yeah, I'm not going to watch it, so you can spoil it, Miles. So. <laughs> well, it ends up being... Um, yeah, this is this is the listener feedback show. We can spoil anything we want. Right, but, exactly. Um, it, they, we find mm. out it's not really a spaceship. It's The people inside think it's a spaceship, and they've been in this spaceship for almost 70 years or so. Um, but it's a social experiment. Um, they, they did the 60s to see how people would um, um, make it in, 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 a, in a spaceship for that long and how they, how they would survive. But they're also see, testing to see if some people could be uh, telekinetic and um, try to develop their, their, uh, their abilities also. So, but these people think they're inside a, a, this giant spaceship, and you see them living their lives and l- living, uh, living all this time without um, things like uh, Kennedy getting assassinated, the Vietnam War, uh, the things from from all from from the sixties, seventies, and eighties, nineties to you know. That, so their their culture is still kind of wrapped pre, um, you know, pre. Pre um, pre middle sixties, I guess. So wow. um, they're still stuck in that time period. They're still st- they're still still tuck- stuck in a time period as far as like their fashions, their music tastes, what they like. I mean, they only have a limited supply of entertainment, so they just you know right. recycle the entertainment they have. But these people still have the same kind of, of vices that uh, uh, 
Anyone everybody, has. everybody else does. Yeah. And so, and just seeing how they, you know, manipulate each other and and, tr- and try to get their own way and stuff. So yeah. it was interesting, but I, I, I would have preferred them. To, this really would have been a spaceship built in the 1960s and seeing them trying to get to Alpha Centauri. Yeah. Well, I do have one other thing that I've been watching and I've been watching this with my son and it's, um, it's a TV show. It's an anime TV show called Sword Art Online. I mentioned it to M the one day uh, in the chat, but Sword Art Online, is, it, it's, it's available on Netflix. I never heard about it. It was recommended by David Moulton from the Dune Saga podcast. We were hanging out the one night. He said, you got to check out this show. And he comes over every so often and my daughter says, hey, invite David over. Let's go watch anime. So we, we did that, and she absolutely hated the show. Not, it wasn't a romant, enough of a romantic comedy that some of the some of the anime she watches is that. But my son absolutely fell in love with this show called Sword Art Online. So a little bit of a Matrix premise here. Um, basically, these people log into this massively... You would enjoy this, M. They log into this massively multiplayer online game, and... They, 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 there's this unit that they kind of a helmet that they place up over their heads that helps them immerse themselves actually into the world. Like you physically feel that you're there. Um, and on the launch of it, when they, when everyone logs in uh, on launch day, the creator of it takes out the, takes away the logout button. So like you're stuck in this world. Um, and he, he's created these helmets uh, in such a way that if you disconnect these helmets from the outside world, it fries your brain. So you're kind of stuck in here. Uh, and you don't really know what's going on in the outside world, just that in order for these people to get out of this world, they have to beat the game. Um, and so they have to kind of redefine the world. And the other thing that this creator does is he takes away... So everyone, when you create, when you get into like an MMO you know, there's guys running around as girls. There's people creating different ways that they look, right? Uh, he strips that away and makes them look like they actually do in the real world. And um, <laughs> so, and they have some fun with it. So if you're an MMO player, you totally get this show because it really plays in that a little bit. Hmm. Um, it's fascinating. It's fascinating. And there's a, supposedly a season two. Um, they actually get out of the game before season one ends. And so we're kind of in that phase. We just finished a couple of episodes where they just got out of the game, and now there's more happening yet. So it's it's very it's a very interesting show, very interesting and pretty clean. Some little bit of language that I've had to say now, Kiefer. You can't ever use that around this house, but <laughs> you know, it's been, it's it's, a, it's I really do like it. I mean, twenty minute episodes are pretty quick, and uh, and I'm really enjoying it. Cool, and I think you would enjoy it. I don't know if you're into anime, but I think you would enjoy this episode just because I know that you play MMOs. So I'm not a big anime fan, but you have mentioned this to me, and I I have it on the list to look into, but I haven't made yeah. an effort to do it yet. I yeah. I will I will do so now soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's not too bad. I, I I'm enjoying it. Well, why don't we jump into talking a little bit? Uh, we have some discussion points for tonight. One of the discussions, since we are all kind of uh, Doctor Who uh, fans here uh, is to discuss what we thought of Peter Capaldi. He, he comes on as being the oldest doctor that we've seen in a very long time, uh, especially for us people that tuned in in the Eccles, in the Eccleson and after era. Um, 
what do we think? What? How did Peter Capaldi do as a doctor? What did we feel about uh, this uh, this season? I know that some of us have a few episodes to watch, but I think we can kind of discuss this a little bit. I'm still having a hard time accepting. Like, not that I'm you know ranting against him. No, you are not the doctor. I I don't associate him as the doctor. I associate him as as like I I feel like he's just wearing. It's the doctor wearing the suit of a very strange man. So I, I, I've kind of, I didn't break up with Doctor Who, but I still haven't seen the last three episodes of the season or the Christmas special. I, I just can't, can't get, I, I don't find him believable because he's just, he feels very bumbling and it, and I don't, I don't like my doctor to be bumbling. I like my doctor to be inquisitive, but to be in this constant state of needing validation. It, 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 I don't know. Hmm. What did you think? <laughs> Miles, go ahead. Um, I, I, I kind of like that he's a little, he's a little crusty, a little abrasive. I mean, I wouldn't want to hang out with the guy, but he's entertaining to watch. But I'm not really wowed by the situations they've put him in and, and uh, Clara in. And, um, I mean, I know, I know you, you can't go back to, to what they did before, but I mean, I, if I, if, if I enjoy any, any particular part of the doctor here, I, I, um, um, I, I enjoyed it most with, um, what was the second doctor's name? Tenet. Yeah. I, David I, Dave Tennant, he he was my doctor. I just uh, and, and and the things that the, the things that he he dealt with and faced, that that just more resonated with me more than um, than what th- this doctor is dealing with. And so I've been watching him, but I'm I'm not as uh, um, I'm not as connected as I, as I was when I was watching with David Tennant. Yeah. That's a good word, connected. Yeah, I don't know. I liked. I did like Peter Capaldi. I you know. It, Here's the thing. I know, and I've said this before in the show, so just forgive me for mentioning it again, but anytime they've shifted doctors, I've had a little bit of a jarring experience saying, I don't know if I'm going to like this doctor. And then I end up liking them. And did the same with, you know, Eccleston. They got rid of Eccleston. And then David Tennant come on. I'm like, oh, man, I don't know about this. And now they got used to him. And then they brought Smith on. And now they have Capaldi. And Capaldi's a different doctor. He's definitely a little bit more... serious um a little bit more of a serious a little bit crotchety of a crotchety old man doctor um he he does have some pretty defining moments i love for example when they're at the school and he keeps calling the math teacher pe that was funny um yes uh, there's some you know so (laughs) and he finally just you know get the, the math teacher finally gives up but you know there's just some there was some neat stuff that they did do with it um I'm I'm less of a fan of Clara. Clara's just not as a companion, it's just not doing it for me. That might be part of it too for me. She just feels she just feels very one dimensional. And she's coming back. I know. I oh, heard. I, I thought I thought that she was gone this season. I was so excited that I heard, Oh, it looks like she's back. I'm like Seriously, she's back. You know, there were there were some companions that I haven't been excited, but I think most of the companions in the recent years I've kind of liked. Amy Pond had her moments, you know. It just Amelia Pond. 
Amy Pond was fantastic. Yeah. Um, Donna Noble. Yep. Even going back to the early Doctor Who's that I've started this past year getting into and reading, or reading, watching, um, Donna Noble has been my absolute favorite by far. Yeah. So I don't know. I So what do they need to do to make uh, Peter Capaldi come alive for us? Get a new companion. I, I honestly, I, I think that that might help. And like I'm, they they have to they have, they have, they have to find a storyline or just just. He just seems very, as far as the times, he visits. It's too contemporary, so he he either needs to be in the past more often, or maybe he needs to be in the future more often. And we saw Dave, you know, we saw a tenant all over the place. Did mm-hmm. you feel like this 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 season's storyline was overall in a general too contemporary in your in your opinion? Yeah, I think. It, I mean, it, I mean, it stayed at now. They stayed at the school a lot. I mean, they they're dealing with Clara and you know her her new boyfriend um, and new Mickey. The new Mickey. That's yeah. what I call him. <laughs> the new Mickey. I call him new Mickey. Um, but they 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 need. You know, they 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 need to do something that's um, just just totally polar opposite of that. I mean, um, I, I, when when Dave Tennant was and when Eccleston, I mean, they like visited Earth five billion years in the future, and then they went trillions of years into the, the future. The face of Bo. The face <laughs> of Bo. I mean. Um, <laughs> Basically, going to almost the end of time itself, you know, of the universe itself. Um, that's the kind of stuff. I mean, I mean, I mean, they, they can't rehash what they, they've done before. But th- that, that being said, there were there were some really good episodes when the, the whole bank heist episode, where they break into like the vault of the universe or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? That that one that one I thought came off particularly well. The the Cybermen when they when they go into the afterlife, which I guess has been kind of the the theme throughout. Um, and you may not have seen this if you didn't watch the. I end. don't think I've seen that one either. But the, uh, the you know the the Cybermen. So some of that was kind of neat. Um, I'm trying to think of uh, you know we mentioned the whole PE episode that 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 one was kind of fun. The Mummy and the Orient Express. There there are some memorable episodes mm. um, coming out, but. Um, I don't think this is the worst Doctor Who we've seen, but I don't think it's certainly not the best season that we've seen so far. Yeah, and Grant, this is season one with a new Doctor, and there's going to be time for to acclimate and and get your legs. Yeah. Uh, but um, and there are people that really are digging Capaldi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like, and him. that's cool. Yeah, that's uh, I I need to sit down and just power watch and see, you know, and and really. I don't know. I have to give it another try. I definitely want to give it another try, but just a little hard. Yeah. I'll be interested when we go to, to far point, see what people think there. Yeah. It'll be interesting mm. to see where people are at with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's, why don't we talk a little bit about the state of television this season? So we're kind of mid season shows are kind of in their winter break. We'll soon be starting up if they haven't already. Um, any any general thoughts about 
fall television in general, how that wrapped up for you, what you're looking forward to coming back out of the fall shows you've been watching. I think maybe that's a good indication many times. What shows are you really looking forward to seeing come back on the air here in the spring? Arrow. Arrow. I need Arrow to come back like now. <laughs> I need to know what happened. Yeah. Um, when we last left uh, uh, Ollie, uh, he, he had taken, you know, he got impaled by a Ross Al Ghoul sword. And uh, so I'm wondering. That's not how, good. No, I'm wondering how he's going to come back from that. Yeah. I have theories, but, uh, um, but, but, but yeah, he took, he, t- he, 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 he went through the sword. Yeah. Wow. So. So what other shows? We have Arrow. Arrow's in there. Arrow's obviously been a solid show for CW. Flash uh, has been great. Yeah. I really just, I love Flash. I love the cast. I like the crossovers with Arrow. Those have been fun and well done. It's the, a lighter, it's a lighter show, versus, isn't it? It's a lighter show. It's a little bit, uh, not as dark as Arrow. Lighter. But when they did the last crossover where they were head to head, there was a point where it was like, all right, somebody just needed to, you know, they needed to, they needed to get a lot of, a lot of story out all, all at once. But it was a, it was a cute little crossover. I really, I really, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm, I, I've enjoyed Flash this, this, this season. I'm looking forward to it coming back. Oh, good. Yeah, I was talking to one of our tech guys. I'm not watching Flash. But one of our tech guys just said at the school I work at said, "Oh, Flash, awesome, best mm-hmm. show." Nice thing is, it'll probably be you know on net in Netflix in in, in, in a few months oh, yeah. probably. Yeah, probably. But it's it's worth it's worth watching. All right, so uh, I think that about does it. We've had a we have a we've had a decent show here. Uh, we'd love to hear your feedback on the TV shows that you're watching that are coming out this next season. We do have a question that we want to discuss at some future date. Miles, do you want to present this question, or shall I do it? Why don't you present? So, if there was one science fiction alien that you would like to date, now you know obviously some of us are married. We aren't telling us the risk of marriage is based on this, but if there is a science fiction alien that you would like to date, who would it be and why? <laughs> so that's the question we're putting out there. We would love to hear your thoughts. We should post this in our uh, Facebook feed. Oh, yes. Uh, and make sure it gets out there. And we, we'll discuss this on our next listener feedback show, or we'll wait till M gets back and discuss it on our next listener feedback show. So... But I believe that is about it. And uh, let us know what sci-fi you're watching, what movies, televisions, and books that you are reading. And uh, we'll go from there. Mm-hmm. I think that's about it. Anything else we need to say here, Miles? I think we covered Emma, it. Are we uh, pretty good here? We're, I, we're square as square can be, my friend. Yeah, square is <laughs> one way of putting it. Hey, Emma, have a great time in your, uh, in, in, in your Joko cruise. Thank you very, very much. Yeah, so have a good time with that. And, I'm very uh, excited. And Farpoint's just around the corner. If you're going to Farpoint, please let us know. We would love to meet with you and see you there. We'll, oh, yeah. We will be doing, we'll be on various panels and I think recording live somewhere. Mm-hmm. I don't know where they're putting us yet. So, But we'll be recording live somewhere and it, it'll be good times. Can't wait to Farpoint. Yeah, it'll be good times. I think that's about it. All right, till next time, good night and good luck. We will see ya. Do your dailies. Thank you so much for visiting the Sci-Fi Diner. We hope you enjoyed the food, the service, and the conversations. If you'd like to share your thoughts regarding what we've talked about, or tell us what you're watching or reading, flip open your communicators and contact us 
at 1-888-508-4343 or click the SpeakPipe link at scifidinerpodcast.com or send an MP3 or typed email to scifidinerpodcast at gmail.com. You can also join the conversation on our Facebook fan page at facebook.com slash sci-fi diner. We'll share your thoughts on our listener feedback show. If you'd like to support the diner beyond the conversation, you can always throw some coins in the tip jar at sci-fi diner podcast.com. Thank you.